0: Hello friend, welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me today on our chapter of day journey where we find ourselves in Judges 19 and it was verse 1 that I pulled out of the text. It says, in those days Israel had no king. Today's podcast is entitled Violent Times. I observe of late that I live in violent times. Violent crime is on the rise in cities, along with the snatch and grab gang robberies that seem to be on the news every night. Political extremists on both sides call for violence against their enemies on social media. Political protests on both sides have turned violent. We are all aware of the latest in a long string of mass school shootings that occurred just a few weeks ago. A few months ago, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, of all places, A woman, high on meth, strangled her lover during sex, then dismembered the man and hid the pieces of his body throughout his mother's basement, leaving his head in a bucket. The murderer appears to have found pleasure in the act. She asked police officers who took her into custody if they, quote, knew what it was like to love something so much that you kill it, end quote. The first time I read about that I found the details so disturbing that it was hard to stomach. That gruesome event was brought to mind as I read today's chapter. This chapter is another one of the more difficult ones to stomach in all of the great story. It speaks of an unnamed Levite who finds himself in his concubine, the guests of a fellow Hebrew in the town of Gibeah, in an act that is a direct parallel to what happened to Lot in the city of Sodom in Genesis 19. A bunch of men in the town beat on the door of the host and demanded that the Levite be sent out to take part in their ancient version of a rave party. The Levite sends his concubine out to appease them. And after being gang-raped through the night, he finds her dead on the threshold of the host's door the next morning. Appalled by what has happened... He cuts her body into 12 pieces and disperses the parts to the 12 Hebrew tribes to shock the nation and explain what had happened. So, why is this even in the great story, and what am I supposed to glean from this? Meditating on this question, I came to a couple of conclusions in the quiet this morning. First, the author includes this horrific story for a reason, and he gives me the clue In that first line of the story, which I read at the top of the podcast, In those days, Israel had no king. This is a line the author has repeated in each of the last two chapters. This is the theme of his book's epilogue. He is sharing with his readers the social breakdown that occurred when there was no strong civic or religious authority. Second, The entire story is really about hospitality in the ancient Near East, which was a social expectation of such magnitude in that culture, we can't really relate to it today. We don't really understand it in the same way. The Levite's father-in-law, in in the first half of the chapter, exemplifies the the go-the-extra-mile hospitality to his guest. That's what was expected. And this stands out in stark contrast to his host in Gibeah in the gruesome second half of the chapter, who should have protected his guest and not allowed the concubine's rape to happen. Finally, the bloody act of the Levite in dismembering his concubine's body and sending it to the tribes was a call to action. It was meant to shock the nation into doing something about what was happening in their society. And this brings me back to my own times in which I don't have to look very hard to find acts of violence not that much different than the ones in today's chapter. And in the Levites' call to action, I hear echoes of what our society is proclaiming right now. We have to do something. So what do I take away from this? Now, personally, I'm reminded of the human need for authority in both my social and spiritual life. For me, being a follower of Jesus means that Jesus and his teachings are my spiritual compass. As I submit to doing my best to follow his example and his teaching, I find myself with spiritual and moral guardrails on my thoughts and my words and my relationships and my actions. This even includes honoring and being subject to my civic authorities. And without these guardrails, I can only imagine how my life might cycle out of control. But also as a citizen of this representative republic that we live in, I play a part in this society. And I need to do my part to participate in the civic and social process by speaking out letting my voice be heard, and voting for strong leaders who will lead by action and example. By the way, I voted yesterday. Hope you did too. Have a great day, my friend. We'll be back here tomorrow.